Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fourth and Twenty Second Installment. Appreciate you listening in. As I say all the time, hit that follow button, hit that like, hit that subscribe, whatever it is. I appreciate. It. Become a part of my audience. Um, and again, drop a message. Let me know what you think. Give me your hot take on a sporting event. I'd love to hear from you. This episode, we'll be talking about the NFL. Got a couple things to share, and uh, we'll do picks last like I did in the college episode. Um, real quick, I uh, appreciate you all bearing with me. Again, this is um, the third time I've ever done this. And believe it or not, my mic, I picked the wrong mic in the um, in the setup here. So that's why it uh, sounded so terrible last time. So this is what it should sound like from now on. So anyway, again, thank you for tuning in. This is 4th and 20. I'm Will Lott. Let's dive into the NFL here real quick. I want to start off talking about the Cleveland Browns because there's a lot of uh, issues surrounding them right now. And uh, I I really feel like everybody's uh, hating on Baker Mayfield. I am a Baker Mayfield fan. Um, I think he's very accurate. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Brett Farr. He's he's a gunslinger. Um, But I think a lot of people overlooking a couple things wrong with the Browns right now. Everybody keeps asking what's wrong with the Browns. Why are they not the all-star team that we thought they were going to be? Um, I don't think it's OBJ's fault. Um, he actually has handled a lot of this really well with all the antics that we've seen over the years, the Josh Norman fight, the proposing to a, you know, one of those practice field goals that the kickers and punters use on the uh, sideline. Um, the biggest one, the one that really stood out to me is going on a trip with some of the other guys on the team uh, right before a big playoff game. And, of course, you're going to take a lot of slack when you do that because they lost, and they lost bad after that. So, of course, you are open to scrutiny when you do something like that. So let's talk about the let's talk about the Browns here real quick. Um, if we're looking at the chart of who to, who's to blame – I think Baker only gets about 10% of that chart. And let me explain. <clears throat> Excuse me. Freddie Kitchens does not deserve to be in that spot. He is not a head coach. And for people to think that he is, you're dead wrong. I would hope that they didn't... There's rumors circulating that they asked Baker uh, for input. I'm okay with that. But Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield is way too young and way too inexperienced to me making coaching decisions and or having the GM and owner come up to you and say, hey, who do you want us to do? That's not until you're a Tom Brady, a Peyton Manning, a Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. It's not until you're in a higher tier of quarterback. And I appreciate them asking asking him. Um, I hope that he was not the final decision maker in that. But basically, Freddie Kitchens was the QB coach. So he had a relationship with Baker Mayfield. And the rumor was that they asked Baker, like, you know, who who would you like? And he mentioned Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens is a position coach. He is not a head coach. He doesn't know how to deal with all the divas they have on the team. They have a you have to look at the Browns roster. They have a lot of stars. They have Odell Beckham Jr. They have Anthony uh, Calloway. They've got Najoku, the tight end. They've also got. Um, the other wide receiver, I'm drawing a blank right now. You know his name. He came over from the Dolphins. They also have Nick Chubb, and they finally realized during the season that Nick Chubb's probably the best person on their roster. 
And now you have Kareem Hunt, the ex-chief, who's very talented and very good runner. Great in the passing game as well. He's coming back. That's another mouth to feed. Freddie Kitchens does not know how to distribute the ball around. And neither does Baker. Baker's actually handling it better than what I thought. There was talk of in the beginning part of the season, the preseason, where they were doing a practice, and I remember seeing it on ESPN, where they were giving Baker Mayfield compliments because he was directing the team, being the field field general, and yelling at anybody who had a drop pass or anything like that. He was commanding everyone, and he even said, it doesn't matter if you've been here, you know, 10 years, if you're new here, if you're, you know, doesn't matter the size of your contract. So I, I like that. Freddie Kitchens doesn't deserve to be in his spot, and I fully intend for them to have him gone by the end, you know, at the end of the year. Um, I mean, that that I feel like that's pretty obvious. If you watch them play, if you watch their offense, they're he's making Baker take you know five to seven step dropbacks every single time. It's like they're trying to play Madden. That's probably the only thing on Freddie Kitchens is resume is that he's got 40 hours of Madden play a, a week. It's ridiculous. They're not setting him up, getting him easy looks, any crossing routes, anything over the middle, anything small and short and playing that West Coast offense that Baker played in Oklahoma, the stuff that develops young QBs. They're not doing any of that. Now, I blame Freddie Kitchens. I blame a little bit of the front office because I like Jim Dorsey. He's a good GM. I like his pick with Baker. A lot of people, you know, hate on Baker, think he's the next Johnny Manziel. He's not. He's a much better, much better thrower, much better passer. He's got better footwork. He's not Michael Vick. We know that he's not as athletic as most QBs. He can get away from pressure if he needs to, but not as often as you'd like or as you hope. He's not a scrambling quarterback. He's, he's been known to improvise, and he's been known to sling the ball. So Freddie Kitchen doesn't deserve to be there. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to run an offense. I don't care if you keep him on as a QB coach if you want to, if you don't mind, uh, if you don't want to fire him, but demote him. He's not a head coach. If anything, if I'm Jim Dorsey or I'm the owner of Cleveland, I would probably look to Oklahoma this offseason and possibly say, hey, Mr. Riley, we'd like to offer you a deal. Now, it's very, that's a long stretch for him to leave Oklahoma and come here and come to Cleveland. But it's worth a shot because Lincoln Riley is an offensive genius. He's like Sean McVay. He's like Kyle Shanahan. These guys are making offenses happen. You're watching it right now in the NFL. They need someone to help come in and develop Baker and get that offense going. Now, I don't know if Lincoln Riley is one of those coaches like Dabo Sweeney or Nick Saban or um, there's another one that comes to mind, but I can't remember his name right now. He was in Florida State, and now he is in uh, Texas A&M. I think he won a championship with Jameis Winston. But those are a couple coaches that we all know love to be in the college realm, not just because you know it's it's completely different, but they love being that teacher. 
that mentor to some of these young men who don't necessarily come from good homes. Okay. They like being that developer. They like being that first coach that took an interest in them. So I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if Lincoln Riley's like that or he wants to make the next jump. Personally, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm not going to Cleveland. I mean, it's Cleveland, Ohio. And you're inheriting all these issues. I think it would work. I think it would if they, if they wanted him to do it. I was a little disappointed that Cleveland did not trade OBJ at the trade deadline and fix that offensive line because that's the other big part of the pie. You can't run the ball. You can't pass if you don't have an offensive line. And they are dealing with injuries on that offensive line. They're dealing with injuries on their on their defense as well. That, that's something to be said. But it's not all Baker Mayfield's fault. Okay? There's rumors that Lincoln Riley may get a call from Jerry Jones. If I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm not going to I'm not going to the Cowboys. Why would I leave Oklahoma where I get a say so in every single little thing that happens on my team to going to Dallas where the expectations are all the way up here and you have a very micromanaging, very I want to be in control owner. Now don't get me wrong, Jerry Jones is one of those people who he knows a lot about football. But he needs someone that he can control and make the team the way he wants. Lincoln Lincoln Riley is not that person. It'll be interesting to see if he goes or if he stays. And if he does go, where's he going to go? Cleveland at least ought to at least make the phone call. Say, hey, how much longer on your contract? Can we buy you out? What would you like to do? Would you like to come and work with Baker? You've got all the tools there. I'm bouncing around a little bit. Let me go back to... They should have traded OBJ at the trade deadline to fix that offensive line. You've got plenty of mouths to feed. You got two great running backs. You got a great tight end. You got two good, great wide receivers. Get rid of OBJ. And it's not because OBJ did anything wrong this year. He's actually been handling the losses and some of the scrutiny better than what I thought. He's actually handling it better than Baker. And we'll get to that here in a second. But they didn't make any moves. And that kind of worries me. So I give part of that blame pie, that blame, that blame chart, I give some of that to the front office. I give some of that to the injuries. I give a little bit to Baker. He's going to make smart decisions. But the play calling is terrible. So I give most of the blame to Freddie Kitchens. It'll be interesting to see who they try and get this offseason. But if I'm Jim Dorsey, Freddie Kitchens has got to go. And again, not because I want to get rid of him, but OBJ is a huge piece where I can relieve some cap space, put him somewhere else, and I can get good, two good, decent guards so I can run the ball and protect Baker. You've got to be able to te- protect the quarterback. You have to. That's how you build every NFL team. You go to the draft, you get that one guy like Andrew Luck, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. You get him, and then you... Build up the offensive line to protect him because you don't want him getting hurt like Andrew Luck. And then after that, once you've established some sort of offense, then you start building your defense. Because with a good offensive line and a smart quarterback, you can run the ball. And any average quarterback with all the time in the world in the pocket can become great. 
You don't need to go out and get a star receiver. You can do that last. Get a defense. Get some pressure on the on the opposing team's quarterback. That's how you that's how you build a franchise. That's how you do it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on from the Browns. I'll just say that the last interview that Baker Mayfield did, he shouldn't have walked off. But uh, let's let's not forget the guy that asked that stupid question. The question when that was asked to Baker Mayfield was something to the effect of, and I'm, I'm just paraphrasing, something effective. Hey, did, were you comfortable with that drive? Did you like the way that drive ended, or you know, did you like everything that happened to that drive? This was the drive where they went, you know, three incomplete passes, had a false start when it was fourth and 10 and then went for it on fourth and 16 because it's like, well, we don't want to give it back to Tom Brady and the Patriots, do we? So that was an extremely stupid question. I will, I will say this Baker, you got to mature. You got to understand you're the franchise quarterback. You've got to stay put in that, in that cruddy environment that the, uh, that the media makes. So yeah, a little immature to walk off, but I don't blame you. And no, no, no self-righteous quarterback is going to stand up there and say, well, my coach sucks. And he's totally justified to say that. But he didn't. That media personnel who asked that was actually a columnist, column, columnist? Yes, columnist in Cleveland. And that guy has been bashing Baker since week one of last year. So yeah, I can understand that some of those players may know that guy may read some of those, those newspaper clippings. Baker's a guy who wears the chip on his shoulder. That's that, that's what motivates him. But right now they're not in a good spot. Now they have a good, easy schedule coming up next couple games, But let's not let's not point it at Baker. Let's not say, oh, well, he's immature. He's the next Johnny Menzel. No, 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 no. Baker makes some bad throws. But you would too if you had three 400-pound linemen that can outrun me and you coming at you trying to kill you. Again, you can't establish the run. They've only been able to run the ball a couple times against a couple different teams. And the one time they ran the ball against the Patriots – they were they picked up a bunch of yards and then they fumbled twice. You just can't do that when you're playing the Patriots. You can't do that, period. So make sure the next time you look at that Cleveland Browns team, we're not just gonna sit there and well, Mayfield's playing like crap. It's not Baker's fault. Right? Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchen's IQ of coaching, uh, being the head coach of a NFL team, is probably equivalent to me. If I was the he- head coach of an NFL team right now, we'd probably be doing the exact same thing. And everybody'd be like, "Well, what's wrong with the quarterback?" No, it's nothing wrong with the quarterback. It's that William Lott and Freddie Kitchens don't know what they're doing. Moving on from the Browns, I will give a shout out to the refs because I've been very hard on the refs. Uh, this year, and rightfully so, because Al Riveron is not enforcing the law. He's trying to interpret it, and that's not what's going on. And it's a shame that Roger Goodell, whom I hate, who's a very bad, very bad at his job, is being very quiet right now about it. I would hope that they're fixing this in the 
know, behind the scenes, but who knows? But later or earlier this week, the Colts had a reversed call. I couldn't believe it. They threw a challenge flag when there was pass interference and they won. They said, yep, there was pass interference on the play. I was stunned. I think that's the second one out of like a thousand challenges this year. The second one. Congrats to the Colts. I don't know what the Colts did to deserve that. Go big blue. I don't know what happened. There was an obvious, there was, it was a, it was absolutely the right call. But you know, at this point in the season, when you're a when you're a team or a coach, I don't even know if I'd want to throw the red flag just for the simple fact of that your percentage is so low. By the way, please excuse my dog. It's it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. He's a, he's a little uh, rambunctious tonight. Let's talk about the first round draft pick. That's going to be coming up sooner than later. Right now, it's going to be a battle between Miami and the Bengals just because the Redskins got a win with one of the crappiest play calls I've ever seen in the fourth quarter with Miami. I like the fact that Miami is still trying to survive. They just traded and picked up um, the cornerback from the Rams. Man, I'm sorry, folks. I'm having a brain malfunction right now. Akib Talib, thank you. Akib Talib, um, good quarterback. He's not. He's not phenomenal. I think his better days are behind him. But he's still someone who can make um, young quarterbacks. And there's two in that division: uh, Josh Allen and uh, the quarterback for the Jets, USC. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> They'll make they'll make those two quarterbacks think twice before throwing to the, the left side of the field or wherever Talib is at. So I like that the Miami's still fighting. I think they have a good quarterback in Josh Allen. I don't think that they I mean, if you get that first round pick or that first pick in the draft, you should absolutely take Chase Young, like I said in the previous episode. But I think they're 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 gonna be patient with Josh Rosen. You know, if I'm if I'm Miami, I'm thinking about bringing in Maybe someone who's retired that's worked with a great quarterback before and just have him come in for a year or two. Try and try and talk him into getting off the couch out of retirement and say, hey, listen, we need you to just tell this quarterback how to study, how to prepare, how did how did one of the greats do it when, when you were coaching him? Mold this guy, just do it two years. It's all we need. So with all that being said, the Bengals could possibly get it, but I highly doubt it. The Bengals are trash. They are they're ridiculous right now. They're they they've given up on that. Andy Dalton is completely. They've benched Andy Dalton, which I'm kind of surprised by. Um, I don't think that organization is very well run, just due to the fact that um, they had Marvin Lewis there, the head coach for a very long time, and they had several top you know guys on the roster. They had T.J. Hushmanzada. They had Terrell Owens. At one point, they also had you know Chad Ochocinco. And they couldn't. They they made the playoffs twice in how many years? And they lost both times. Not one playoff win. It was it was just bad for the Bengals. And it took them forever for they before they before they fired Marvin Lewis. So I don't know if the Bengals get the first first pick in the draft. They may waste it because that is a that organization's a you know an absolute garbage fire. 
It's just ridiculous. I want to shift to this. I talked about some of the people that I thought that would be good in this upcoming draft at quarterback-wise. Um, one of them that I forgot to mention the other day, and that's Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon, who was doing pretty well up until this season. I mean, there's still talk of him being a NFL-level quarterback. You know, I'm just not sold on him because he looks just like Marcus Mariota. And I was sold on Marcus Mariota when he came in. Oregon does a great job with that high-speed offense, of making them probably look better than what they really are. It's kind of like how the Patriots use their use their backup QBs and then just sell them off to other people. Although Garoppolo and Brissett look pretty good this year. I think it was Matt Castle the Patriots uh, got a steal for, and he ended up doing absolutely nothing. I don't think Herbert should be in the Heisman watch. I don't even think he should be a first-round draft pick. He just looks like Marcus Mariota. And that, you asked me why I would say that's a bad thing. Ask the people in Tennessee, because Ryan Tannehill, they benched Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill is playing, and he's playing pretty good because they've set Marcus Mariota up with a couple of good uh, rookie wide receivers. They've kind of got a little bit of an offense going. And Mariota can't do anything about it. I haven't. No longer a fan of Mariota, so that's why I'm not a fan of Herbert. We'll see. Prove me wrong. Let's look at the playoff picture here real quick. I don't think the the way the playoffs are pictured right now, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of change. The AFC, first of all, let's make this very clear. The AFC is over. I don't care if Pat Mahomes is back healthier than ever. They don't have as strong a defense as they did the other last year we're basically trying to figure out who are the Pats going to play in the AFC championship in Foxborough. I'm sorry. They got Tom Brady. They have a very deep running back core. They have a good offensive line, a little banged up on wide receiver, but you know that Bill Belichick will find a grocery bagger at Walmart and make him the next uh, Wes Welker or Julian Edelman. And that defense is stifling. I think that's one of the best defenses I've seen Belichick have since they went 16-0. It'll be very wild to see what happens in the upcoming games because I think that it's over in the AFC. Everyone right now is playing for second. I think even if Pat Mahomes and the, the Chiefs get there, I don't even I I don't know. I mean, there's a small chance. There's a small chance they can make an upset. But they don't have the defense like they did last year. They don't have Kareem Hunt. The offensive line isn't very good. The defense isn't very good. The secondary is not great. I don't think they're going to keep up. If I was the Chiefs watching the Patriots play at the beginning of the season, I would have made a push, a big push, to get Jalen Ramsey something to slow the Patriots' offense down. But we'll see. Um, I like the Colts in the AFC South, of course. I think that they're drastically underrated this year. Um, I think they will win that division very easily. I think that the Pats have obviously got the AFC East, easy, winnable division. I think the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. I don't think anyone else from that division is going to get a wild card-wise. Um, 
I think that the AFC West, the it'll be the Chiefs winning that division. And you can pick who you want for the wild card. It won't matter because those will be your four teams. I'll probably give the Texans one of the wild card spots. Moving over to the NFC. Packers have got that division. Even though that division looks pretty good right now, the the Bears are the Bears are a mess. I'm kind of surprised that the uh, Lions have the offensive uh, firepower they're they got going on right now. They look like they could hang with anyone if they had a defense. Um, Packers win that division. I think Minnesota is playing incredible right now. Minnesota will absolutely get one of the wild card spots. The 49ers have that division, and the other wild card I'd give to is Seattle because Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are competing for MVP right now. It's just incredible what they're both doing. The Saints obviously have the NFC South. No one's gonna, no one else is coming out of that out of that division. So I think the way it is right now, I think that's that's how it'll stay. It's like that on all the uh, all the charts on ESPN. I think that's how it'll stay. There's not much change there unless there's a drastic injury or something of that sort. When I said that the Pats have taken over the AFC, the only two sleepers I have are the Chiefs and the Colts. We'll see this Sunday because the Patriots go to the Ravens, and that'll be a fun game. I really believe it. And I think even if the Ravens were to win that game, if they were to sneak it out, I think the Ravens are going to show every single little thing to the Patriots. And Bill Belichick is going to have – Game film on that from every single little angle when they play them again in the playoffs. If I was the Ravens, if I was Baltimore, I would almost sit, I'd almost be tempted to sit Lamar Jackson just for the sheer fact of Belichick can't see exactly how he plays against his defense. That'd be the only thing I'd do. Give it, why, why waste his confidence on a young QB? And this incredible defense. We'll see what they do. That'll be a fun game. That'll be an absolute. Uh, that'll be an absolute watch. Um, I like the 49ers. I love their defense. I haven't seen Garoppolo. I, th- I think Garoppolo's a great quarterback. I just haven't seen him do a two-minute drill or put the team on his back when they need offense. If if I was watching him do that with the run game that they have, oh yeah, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. But I haven't really seen that. Right now, the Packers are surprising me with how great they're running with that two running back system. And of course, it's Aaron Rodgers. They have a very underrated young defense in Wisconsin. The Saints, I like Drew Brees coming back. They've got an all-around complete team. I think the Packers and Saints, the Packers and Saints play each other in the regular season at one point. The Packers have to go down to New Orleans. If the Packers can win that game, that that makes it very easy for you come playoff time in the NFC Championship game, and you make the Drew Brees, you make the Domers have to come all the way up to Wisconsin and play in snowy January Wisconsin. That would very much benefit the Packers. The only issue I see is if the Packers or the Saints get the Super Bowl, we know Bill Belichick's record against rookie coaches and young defenses, and I'm talking about the Packers. So we'll see how that goes. 
take picks real quick. Colts in Pittsburgh this weekend at one. Colts are only favored by one. I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts just because we don't even know who the Steelers who the Steelers quarterback is going to be right now. They've dealing with a lot of injuries. 49ers and the Cardinals come on in a little bit. I'm obviously taking the 49ers. Um, it'll be interesting to watch that game because I haven't really watched a whole lot of Kyler Murray. Texans at Jaguars. That is at 9.30 in the morning in New England. I'm going to take the Texans on this one. I like Minshew Mania, but I'm taking the Texans even though they lost J.J. Watt. Vikings in at Kansas. That's a toss-up. I'm going to go ahead and say the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is coming back. It'll be interesting to see how he plays against that very well, uh, very well-rounded Minnesota defense. Browns at Broncos. We'll watch that one just because it's Baker Mayfield. We'll see how it goes. The big game I'm going to be watching is the Patriots at Baltimore. New England's favored by three. I'm taking the Patriots. The Falcons, Bengals, Rams, and Saints all have buys. It'll be a good week of football. I can assure you of that. Thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry for the background of the dog barking. Hit that like and subscribe. Follow us. Again, hit me up. Tell me if you got a hot take. Tell me what you think. By the way, the World Series ended. Congrats to the uh, Washington Nationals. I did not pick them. I'm very surprised at how they did it. Congrats to them. They did a good job. Everybody have a great week.